Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the War Chat Wrap. This is Ira Schofeld with Corey Clark. Corey Clark is on location in Louisville. I am not. I'm in parts unknown. I can't disclose my location because uh, uh, people might be coming after me. But it's right there on the it's right there on the screen. Oh, you're in Aslan, Orlando, Florida. Aslan ratted me out. <laughs> yeah, you're in Orlando, Florida, buddy. Man, if I if uh, if I'm ever in hiding, I know who not to talk to. Yeah, and I've got a I've got this green screen behind me. You guys know have no idea where I am. We we got we spare no expense to get the green screen of a uh, Louisville Cardinal Stadium right behind me. So we don't uh, need any of our normal shenanigans, man. Florida State, I mean, one of the most improbable wins. Uh, certainly of Mike Norvell's tenure, certainly probably of any of the games we've covered. Uh, 35-31, FSU loses Jordan Travis, the starting quarterback. Jared Versch, you're probably your best defensive end. Fabian Lovett didn't make the trip. Oh, Robert Scott, your starting left tackle, went down in the second half. Um, but they somehow not just won the game, but came from behind twice in the second half to win the game and uh, improved to 3-0 in the season. Corey, you were there on location. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it as hard to believe uh, live as it was uh, watching it on television? No, I mean, if you watch this, uh, these shows and you listen to my podcast, you know what kind of believer we all are in Tate Rodemaker. Uh, I, I had no doubt that that kid – and don't disregard the tweet I had at halftime. That was just me being funny. I knew that kid was going to make it happen. No, obviously, um, that to me is the story. Johnny Wilson's 1A, but Tate Rodemaker, because that throw was so bad, Ira, that it was like – I don't know that you can put him out there. Like, what is he looking at? Like, what what did he see on that throw after the intentional grounding, after the Duquesne game, after what we um, – anytime we've seen him. And you're like, okay, is it's never going to click with this kid. And then for him to have the half he had in the second half, now it was five completions. But still, they were huge completions. And to win a game like that, the big scramble he had on third down, it was just uh, – it was something I could have never foreseen. I, I thought they were going to get blown out. I just thought they were going to get blown out. I, but he go he takes that first drive and goes right down the field and scores. And then Louisville knows it's in a game. And um, you know the defense did enough and certainly made the stops in the fourth quarter to win that to win this game, which was was good for them. They didn't play well for long stretches. Of course, it hurts a little bit when you have when you don't have Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett. Those are kind of big deals. Um, they're your two best defensive players probably. But for them to get the stops late in the game after what happened at LSU, for them to get those two straight fourth fourth quarter stops was huge and maybe another step for this program that's we certainly looks like it's learning how to win there's plenty to get to and we'll try to get to all of it during the wrap that we can um but talking about Tate Rodemaker I mean you know the the conversation really is so complex because there's like two different Tate Rodemakers there's the one we've seen in practice 
that we've written about and talked about and told people, look, man, we told people in the spring, this kid's better than you think. He can play. And then he goes out in the spring game, first play, throws an interception, doesn't look all that good. Then you go into preseason practice again during preseason camp. We're telling people, look, man, this kid can play. And then he goes in in the, the Duquesne game. And like you said, I mean, they're up, th- you know, 30 something points. And he goes in and just does not look comfortable even in that situation. So at that point, all of us, even the ones who have seen it in practice, started to think, okay, maybe it's just not going to work for him on game days. And then when he comes in, I'm you know, during the live show, I was doing the live show with Jeff uh, during the first half since I wasn't there. And uh, when, when Norvell called that, pa- that pass, the tape through the interception on, I was mad at Norvell. Like, why are you even giving him the chance to make, well, just, just run the ball. You can't give them the ball back right before the half. And, and then he throws the interception and you think, man, they're just going to have to hand the ball off 40 times in the second half. But sure enough, man, just like you got to give, I gave Norvell some grief because he believes in his players so much. He lets them take those chances. Like he let Tate try to make that play in the end of the first half, but it paid off in the second half because he dialed up some big passes and Tate came through. Yeah. And I thought the biggest play was the first one to Johnny Wilson. It was about yeah. a 25 yarder down the middle of the field, 20 yarder because it was in rhythm, it was on time. It's what we'd seen in practice. The kid the kid has a, a decent feel and can really spin it. And it hit him right in stride, right where he needed to. And I thought that just was like, okay, now I've made a play in a football game where people are actually watching. And then the scramble he had on third and, third and nine, which was going to be third and 14 if they hadn't jumped off sides. That was a sneaky big play in that game. For him to get the scramble right then, it's like, okay, I'm making plays where people are trying to tackle me, where this isn't a green jersey. People are actually trying to tackle me, and I'm making plays. I just – I thought it was uh, – it was uh, – yeah, it was just a cool – who knows how – you know, we, we don't have any idea uh, about Jordan Travis' availability for next week. Um, we probably won't, and even if we do, you know, we'll see what we were allowed to say. Um, but moving forward, it gives you some hope that even if Jordan Travis can't play, this kid now has some confidence. He's not just a wounded – quarterback that can't make throws he he believes in himself and I think you know Florida State fans you know they, they might still not believe in him it was five completions I get it but he believes in himself now his teammates probably believe a little more in him and I think that matters a lot and uh yeah man I don't know what else to say about Johnny Wilson either I mean other other than we told you we told you you didn't want to listen what we're doing oh we're lying we're just trying to sell subscriptions we know. We knew. We saw it. He's six seven and can run. He is a matchup nightmare. Ask my man Brownlee. That's a tough cover. That's a tough cover out on an island. Johnny Wilson is a difference maker. He is a difference maker in this conference. He's certainly a difference maker for this program. And that was awesome to see him have a big night like that because they needed absolutely every one of those yards and every one of those catches. Another guy who stepped up in a big way is Trey Benson because yeah. I thought Trey Benson ran tonight in the second half of this game like we've seen in practice, but I don't think we've seen it at any point so far this season in games. And it looked like maybe he got benched in the first half because he had that yep. false start. And then, man, he, he he got that one run that kind of got him going. And then he, again, like you said, became that guy. Treshawn Ward ran for 110 yards. It was kind of a quiet 110. Right. Um, and then uh, Batofili had a touchdown run, so the back stepped up. The offensive line kind of stepped up when you needed them to. Uh, and then the defense, I think it's a good point. The second half, I mean, they, the first half, we can't move past the first half. They gave up 290 yards, I think, 21 points. Uh, I mean, I think it was over 200 yards in the first quarter. I mean, yeah. it, Malik Cunningham and Louisville just did whatever they wanted, and you just started thinking, 
this is going to be how it is for Adam Fuller against that offense. Yeah. Second half wasn't beautiful, but 10 points, man. You can't argue with 10 points. If you hold the, a home team to 10 points in the second half, you give yourself a chance to win the game. Yeah, I thought it was uh, – um, yeah, and, they, and I think they had the one touchdown drive in the second half. That was it. And, again, right. it's Cunningham. Part of that was a 40-yard run by Cunningham. He's going to do that. That's tough to defend. Uh, they made adjustments. Um, and also they had to do it without their best player. Um, and so Patrick, Patrick Payton was on the field the whole game. I mean, it was crazy how much he was on the field. Bethune and Deloach were on the field a ton. And uh, late in the game, they made, they made plays. And then my man Shaheen Brown, I mean, his right finger, his right hand, is the difference between this team being three and zero and one and two, perhaps? I mean, that if he doesn't tip that ball, that's a seven. I saw it. You probably saw it on TV too. That's yeah. a seventy-yard touchdown. Um, but he and he dove and he made a play. He went and tried to make a play. He didn't make the safe play, which was to let him tackle it, catch it, and tackle him, push him out of bounds. He went and made deflected that pass, and then, you know, a minute later they're celebrating a win. That was just, uh, uh, yeah. And I thought I, I thought the defense overall in the second half was better. There's still a lot of work to do. But, man, you talked about Trey Benson. Like, until you've done it in a game, right, Ira? You can't believe that you're going to – yeah, you ran for 100 against Duquesne. Awesome. Ira would have run for 80. Probably about 14 <laughs> carries, right? I, I, I'm going to say 60. 60 carries? Yeah, 60 no, carries no. for 80 yards. But um, to do it in a game that mattered, that 12-yard run on third and four was the biggest run of his career. We're not, we don't have a lot to choose from, Trey. But that was the biggest run of his career. And then he had a 37-yarder right after that. And now that became the biggest run of his career. So all these guys, Johnny Wilson, too, that's by far the best game of his career. These guys are talented. We've been telling you they're talented. But until you do it on the field where people care and lights are on and people are watching and TVs are turned on watching it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters what you do in practice, but you have to go perform when it matters. And I think that could – I think Trey Benson could maybe be ready to take off because I haven't thought he looked great. I didn't think he looked great at all against LSU. And until the fourth quarter, I wasn't really – I was like, why is he even in the game? Why don't you have your best running back in the game right now? It's kind of a big drive. And then he has those two runs that gets him down there. And then Johnny Wilson makes just – what I mean, I know everybody wants to dunk on Jarvis Brownlee. What in the world is Jarvis yeah. Brownlee supposed to do <laughs> what, right there what, other than kick, what, him in the, kick him in the groin? What, what corner is stopping that? No, no, I don't know that any corner alive is stopping that. I mean, he's six seven, can high point a ball ten feet off the ground, and then get his foot down. I mean, it's just a, it's a remarkable catch from a guy that uh, has a chance to be really something. He was, he was really good. Don't just look at the numbers too. I think he had 149 yards receiving at 147. He also drew two pass interference penalties. Yeah. I mean, that's another 30 yards right there that the guy, the guy is a one man wrecking crew when he's playing well. He is a matchup nightmare. Yeah, uh, and they're they're going to keep using him for the rest of the season. Well, he's going to see some different looks defensively. You would think. Yeah. So, so that's going to change a little bit for him, but that should open up things for other guys. Um, and that that was kind of one of the other stories of this game was, you know, Malik McLean. I thought his touchdown catch was a really important yeah. catch for him yep. to have that kind of play on that stage. Um, and then defensively, like we said, the defense did not look good overall. They gave up almost 500 yards, but there were some nice individual plays, like you said, the Shaheen Brown play. Akeem Dent had a couple of big big yeah. pass breakups. And Jamie Robinson did too. Delo- Jamie Robinson, Jamie Robinson's I thought was pass interference at first, but when you went back and watched it, no, it's just a perfect, right. perfectly timed pass breakup. And he's a guy I I I started to think at halftime, man, we need to see more from Jamie Robinson. And that was a big time play for him. Deloach, like you said, had some big plays. So there were like there were some individual plays where guys stepped up and made plays, but there was also a lot of ugliness that's got to get fixed as well. 
Right. And, you know, but but the overall the, the overarching point, maybe you hope you can take away from this game is now in the fourth quarter of a game. Right. I know all of you thought, well, here we go again. They're going to give this up just like they do. Maybe they'll score quick enough that Florida State can go back down the field. But Louisville's definitely scoring and they barely got a fourth down conversion. And then on the very next play, you, you pick off the pass. It, it was just that's growth, man. That's growth from your coaching staff, and that's growth from your players. They weren't in some – and I know Louisville doesn't have the receivers that LSU does, so you don't have to play. But they were not – there was nothing preventative. There was no prevent in that prevent defense when they were, um, when they were up 35-31. They, there was an attacking style. They were they were rushing, and those guys were up on those receivers. And Knowles makes a great – talk about another yeah. great play. That's not an easy catch. He toe taps and get it down, and, and uh, they win the game. And – Ira, I think we, we have to talk about it. We'll just go by it real quick, and then we'll go. It's too late. It's late, guys. I can't believe the lights are still on here. Um, I don't know what you do about the kicker. I don't know what you do about the kicker. All right, I'll well, thanks then. for joining us tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, look, I, you know, here's the deal. I mean, Ryan Fitzgerald is their kicker, so they, they've decided they're going to ride with him. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe it other than maybe, you know, he's got the yips. I mean, it's just those are – I mean, the, the last one, they even got it centered in the middle of the field yep. for him. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I here's the thing about Mike Norvell, and I touched on it earlier with Tate Rodemaker. I really think one of the great things about Mike Norvell and also one of the things that scares me about him is he believes – so much in all of these guys and he believes that if he pours his belief into them that they're going to come through they're going to step up because they know how much he believes in them and it's worked in some cases at some point maybe it'll work with ryan but it's not work right now they do have a backup walk-on um i don't know maybe you give him a chance just let him watch somebody else kick it um for once and see if he can get out it's not a matter of ability ryan fitzgerald can kick field goals it's there's something going on there, and I, you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they would, when they went for that field. I was texting you during the game, I, I, before third down. I said, yeah. man, he's got to go for the first down here, and sure enough, he set up the field goal and he missed it. Right, and I look. I think Norvell called a great game overall. I thought, I thought the the game plan was pretty well. Maybe run it a little more with Jordan Travis in the game. I thought you could have run it. He threw it a lot, but still, I thought. Uh, that, I mean, you can't argue with 35 points and the yardage they put up. Um, but in that moment, you've got to know, man, we've got a guy that's unguardable out wide. Why not give him a shot to win the game? Or two chances. First down catch, yeah, first down catch or a touchdown. Either way, you win the game. Kicking a field goal there still only makes it a one-possession game, even if you do it, and you know who your kicker is. Or now you do anyway. And you just got to coach your team, I think, a little bit better than that. Nobody had confidence in that kid to make that kick. And what are the are your you have better chances of throwing up to your six, seven guy to convert the first down. Or that kid making a 38-yard field goal with that kind of pressure. But we're talking too – I'm talking too much about it. It was an awesome win. It was the best win of Mike Norvell's career, in my opinion, uh, at Florida State anyway. Last thing I wanted to touch on. So the toughness of this team – and that you know, it's funny. I was on a Louisville radio show during the week and they asked me, like, what's the best thing I've seen from Mike Norvell? And I really believe it's – when you look back at – thanks. Aslan, we're closing it up here. Uh, I want to make one last point, Aslan. The, uh, Turn off his mic, Aslan. Turn off his mic. When, we can go when, home. When you watch the Memphis teams, this is how they played. I mean, they were tough. They were physical, but they were tough. There was a toughness about them, and, man, you saw it. I mean, that, man, they could have folded up a bunch of times in that game. I just want to give them credit for that because yeah. that's uh, – I mean, it's just awesome. It was really cool. And this is why people lo- are starting to love this team and yeah. why I think there's going to be a great crowd at Boston College 
We'll see whether or not Jordan Travis is available. We'll see whether or not Jared Verse is available and, and Fabian Lovett and Robert Scott, and anybody else who got injured. But um, Malcolm yeah, Ray. Think, Malcolm Ray. But I think it's going to be a great crowd. And I think people are really starting to fall in love with this team. Yeah, they deserve it, man. That's a great win. It's just a great win. And we, I'm, I'm wrapping up. I don't want to look at you anymore. Good luck in uh, wherever you are. I, I forget where you are. I can't. I don't. I, oh, that's right. Orlando. Parts unknown. You're, you're in Orlando. We missed you, buddy. We missed you. But we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you for Boston, right? Hopefully. Of course. Have a good, have a good night, Corey.